0: Welcome to Borderline with Bernie Neighbors. I'm Jeff McCarver. We are back from California, and we are back from the beautiful sunny weather. I mean, not a cloud in the sky, and yes. here and now here you and I both come back to the East Coast, and wham, there's hurricane. a hurricane right in your face. Yeah, right. loving it.
1: I, <laughs> I was I was joking with some friends of mine that I used to hang out with and live with in Charleston. I was like, man, it's it's fun to be back in an area where I have to watch the weather channel. <laughs> you know, yeah, it gets me all jazzed up man i like watching those people make way too much out of what's happening and then you know you can tell when they're when they're selling it and when they're scared yeah like, Cantori's is the best at making oh it into be you know a cataclysm when there's like you know a few inches so of rain dramatic. you know but then you can tell when they get a little scared
0: do you remember do you remember probably about uh let's see it was pre-covid so do you remember maybe five years ago or so when Mike Seidel got suspended for a while from the Weather Channel? What, what did he, he do? Was, he was, I want to say he was actually he was he been in Wilmington. Maybe he he's so, making up the story and people were so, walking down the street. Well, so he's reporting live. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. yeah, he's reporting live, right, for the Weather Channel. And there's somewhere where the hurricane is coming through and he's like doing this, you know, trying to fend <laughs> off the storm. It's right. hard for me to even stand. And as he's doing this, there's like two college yes. kids. Yes. Walking behind, they both stop, and they're both looking at him like, what are you doing? And then they just keep on walking again in the background. I was watching this morning.
1: I don't know how the producers pick the people, but they get the best people sometimes. And I wrote her name down. Her name was Kelsey from Clearwater Beach. And she was just so burnt, man. She was just like, dude, I lost all my cred because I left last time. Like, you know, she's got a shaved head, but she's got her hat tilted She's just she's got like a float going down the middle of the street because of the, oh the by storm God. surge and just look like she was having a good time. Just Clearwater Kelsey. Wanna yeah. hang out with her. She
0: she seemed like a good time. Kelsey from Clearwater. Yeah, I I also love it. I also love it when they are reporting on hurricanes from Charleston, and they will go down to the beach and literally have their rain boots on and have two feet in the water because that's what we all do in Charleston, right? As soon as there's a hurricane, we all go to the beach. No, we don't go to the beach. Everyone's at home. (laughs) And the worst part of the worst part of it's down at the beach anyway. Man, I I live about nine, ten miles from the beach. It's normally unless it's a direct hit and it's a big, you know, it's a big, huge storm. It's a rain um, event. It's it's just yeah, it's a rain event. I mean, like right now, you and I were just joking. As soon as I called you, literally we were starting to get hit by one of these outer rain bands. Um, it's just it's just heavy rain. I mean, there's literally rain pouring off my neighbor's roof right now.
1: You still got a couple uh, hours till you get the, the storm storm, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that the eyewall kind of passes to our south and east. When you get on that east side, yeah, it's, it's rough. not too bad. When you get on that when you get on that west side and it's spinning up this way. You get on that west side. It's just I, I remember when Nikki Haley was our governor years ago, she she said the best uh, had the best analogy. She said it's literally like a fire hose just going up and down the coast, just drilling yeah. you with water. I thought yeah. that was a great, I mean, because that's that's basically what happens when you know when it's goes the winds, your, or to your to your yeah. Left.
1: If it's not gonna be like because the winds are worse in the northeast eye wall, right? Because where it turns like this, that's where yes. the winds are the worst.
0: But yeah. if it's not a wind event,
1: you're, yeah, if it's just sitting off the coast, it's pushing water in and just yeah. dumping rain on you all day. And
0: yeah, boom. brutal. So, so we I mean, literally just driving to the airport the other day, coming down the coast, beautiful weather. And then yeah. boom,
1: here we are. Yeah. By the way, how about that drive from Ventura to LAX? It was gorgeous. I, I didn't hit traffic till LA, but just that drive, that first half of the drive before you get into LA, I know man, it is
0: gorgeous on that coast. It's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, traffic, well, you know this from, from being Atlanta. You just you just have to bake it into your day, right? And Gosh. so that's yeah, that's it's the uh, worst. By the way, speaking of traffic, um while we were in Ventura, um got got a really nice compliment from Eddie Grindersleeve. So Eddie listens to the show, so that that uh, adds adds one more to the nice to the tally of our list. yeah, that's gotta be like twenty now, right? I and mean, that's gotta be yeah, I, I would think we're in the twenties. I yeah. think it's safe to say we're in Sweet. the twenties. Yeah, but uh, awesome. but you know we we forget sometimes. The reason I bring that up because is you mentioned driving. We forget sometimes that while we do have a significant number of pros now playing full time, there are still guys who have and girls who have full time jobs. Yo, and Eddie, yeah, Eddie's Eddie's one of those guys. I mean, he's got he's got a long commute to and from work every day, and still finds time to obviously play at a high level. So Eddie Grindersleeve, shout out, bud. Thanks Big for shout, you easy Ed. That's my you. guy. That's one of my original
1: guys. He was one of the first ones to really, you know, when, when I first got involved again with the ACL, we were in Texas, and he was a guy that came out, gave his time, super nice guy. Yeah. And just, you know, he was a pro's pro way back then. So I've always been a big Eddie Grindersley fan,
0: always. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, shout out, and uh, thanks thanks for listening. And, and thanks to everybody who came up. And uh, and said so they listen to the show. I mean, it, truly, there there are a lot of people who listen to the show. And and Eddie, Eddie, actually, Eddie's one of those people. He said he likes it when we kind of talk about other sports a little bit. And I bring agree. That in and, and bring in some of those comparisons. Some of so the stuff that, that we actually know ahead.
1: about. Yeah. Some sort of the stuff we actually know
0: about. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I got my f- first football game coming up not this week, coming next week. Nice man, I'm so jealous. I got to start prepping already. Um, so yeah, so I figured you'd like that. Oh, second thing I knew you'd like, uh, your name was brought up yesterday, Uh-oh. um, in a very positive way. So Uh-oh. I know you were joking because you went out to all the way out to Spencer's and you're like, why am I here? You, you, you are, you are, valued. <laughs> you are valued. Um, and, and I mean, you, just- you do a, you, you do a really, you do, a, um, actually I gotta be careful with this. Let me just say your name came up in the production meeting. Yesterday and in, in the conference call in a very positive way. So you are appreciated. People really like. I'm uh, sure. I, I'm sure. I know what that's. About. I'm sure I know what that's
1: about. It's because I'm yeah. very. I get out of their way. <laughs> in essence, with my voice, I try to yeah, stay but out but of but you do a good time. job
0: of hyping the crowd, though, and 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 getting yeah. the people going and. And hey, speaking of which, I like doing the open back on the stage again. I thought that was so funny. much better. It's so much yeah, better, and it gets
1: the crowd involved early. Yeah, I like it. When you guys do it off to the side, A, we have to turn everything down, right? But then then they're not involved, right? So everything comes down, it gets quiet, it gets dull, but then they're not involved at all. So everyone just kind of sits around for a while while y'all do the open and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And it kills the vibe in the room. Yeah, really, it really does. And they they
0: took they took us off the court and put us, you know, back back uh, back behind the scenes, behind that or in front of the backdrop because they wanted to give the players more time to uh, warm Mm -hmm. up and more time to do the uh, to do (laughs) the player intros. But what I have found is throughout the season, um, they're killing everything anyway. Right? You know, they turn the music down and do and kind of kill it anyway just to have us, you know, to have it quiet to to be able to record that open. So it's kind, yeah, it's kind of. I don't know.
1: I think it adds energy to the room. the room, and I, and I get that. Something I can, I can, I can imagine who the players are that have said that they would rather have the time on the court than have to get off for you guys to do that, and yeah. then everyone. I, 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 I bet I know who it is that that have made the comment. I mean, I'm sure all of them want more time, but you know, they've got time. They could come in. I would say about 45 minutes till everyone could come in and probably get you know thrown against each other, whatever, they can get five, ten minutes on, and then they're going to get their minutes beforehand, you know. Mm-hmm. It, but I get it. I would want to be on those boards the whole time yeah, trying I'm good. to figure I'm out good speeds. Way.
0: I'm good either way. I, I, I just think for the get, vibe the room,
1: in the yeah, room, it's better for you guys on the court because it gets everybody up, gets you excited. Look, you got to go back, get to your show, do all that stuff anyway. So there is a little lag time there, but yeah. at least the uh, – Right, They're up, they're ready. so maybe they've got to wait 10, 15 minutes and we do you know for introduction you know, they're ready though, because they've already had that time up and yelling. I, I think it works so much better on the floor. but yeah, and I think it here looks here I here think there.
0: it looks better, I think it looks better as an intro for a viewer too watching at home because as, as, long, as long as there's a crowd, they get that instant, yeah, they get that instant energy. yeah, yep. that's that's the reason we started to move Um and it, and it was actually me who brought it up because that's what we do for other uh, sports when there's not a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, like some of the basketball games that I do, like up at Coastal Carolina, right? I mean, they're really struggling with basketball. So when I'm up there doing a basketball game and it's for TV, um, there's no sense in doing an open with the seats behind you. Sure. So we would start bringing in a backdrop um, to do that, so you just don't see a bunch of empty seats behind you. But, right. but anyway, but I can see, I can see, I can see either way. So I, I never want to get in the players' way. But I think, I think as a viewer, it it is. I think it looks better on TV to have that energy right away. Sure, I agree. The top, so. By the way, if I'm if I'm a little bit grumpy today, I'm sorry. So speaking of the hurricane, so so Kathy has all these <laughs> alerts on her phone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, which is good because I guess you know if it's if the end of the world is coming and missiles are headed our way and planes, I guess that's probably a good thing to know. But um, every but every single alert. So so this morning at like four forty-five or four 52, mm-hmm. whenever that damn thing made landfall in Florida, by the way, three States away, about only about what, three or 400 miles away. Right. This just, I mean, this alarm goes off that about gave us a damn heart attack. Um, And I couldn't go back to sleep after that. D- do you have these? Like, like, I think I've turned all, I, I have my notifications.
1: off. I have my sound notification off on those. I do get alerts for certain things, but
0: that's gotta be one of the scariest noises I've ever yeah. heard. In my entire life, it's I mean, that you know, automatic noise.
1: That. Like you get that automatic noise for Amber alerts. You know, that's a kind of a loud.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's even louder than that. I literally wow. thought like like missiles had been fired and we were minutes <laughs> away from, from impending death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I do what I can to keep those off because if you have the notifications on, there, there's always something to be notified about, right? You know I what do. I mean? Like we're always going to get not- notifications. So I've turned most of mine off.
0: Yes. Yeah. And to me, it's just more fear mongering. I'm so tired of it. Absolutely. I'm just so tired of it. It's on every channel. It's on the Weather Channel. It's in the newspaper. For God's sakes, the newspaper yesterday, Kathy's like, well, I guess we shouldn't take the dogs to Sullivan's Island anymore. I'm (laughs) like, why? Because there were two dogs that were attacked by coyotes, apparently, while we were gone. Uh, and wow. then they found this 800 foot alligator in the Mississippi. Yeah. I'm like, why 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 are we reading the newspaper? Yeah. Like if it's just it's, that it's easy, it's easy to take advantage of people's fears. I mean, look, it is. That's what I told her. I'm like, you, mean, you do realize they're making money off you. Like, like yeah. hey, this is all about clicks, it's all about impressions. There's like, a certain news network
1: that is there because of fear monger. But
0: well, I, I feel like the way I mean, we were just talking about Mike Sidell. with the one hundred percent 100 percent I mean, to the Weather Channel, they will never admit this, but this is their Super Bowl. This is where they get all the. I think they do admit it.
1: I I think they've been out front and talked about these are the moments. (laughs) We have like these are their moments. These are their moments to shine. And then, you know, kind of in May and June in the Midwest, right, with the tornado warnings and and all of that sort of thing. I think those are their, I think they're fully. I think they're out in front of that. They're like, look, this is, this is the time when everyone watches us. We know it. Yeah. So we've got to be on point, which I love, man. I, it, I just I love seeing the look on their face when they're truly a little worried. Like this morning when the storm surge started rolling in one of the buildings and they were kind of up on the balcony and it's like, yeah. You know, what happens if that does fall?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? the debris, the flying debris is, is legit, yeah. You know, yeah. just the, the water. Like once
1: you're trapped by water, you're trapped by water. Like, right. there's, you, know, you can't just walk out of it if the storm surge is rolling in and the wind. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the power line goes down, you're right next to it and you get shocked. I and you like, you have right. to, but they've got, that's, that's their produce, their production team is just, you know, keeping them out of harm's way, basically. Yeah. While putting them there at the same time. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Um, the other thing is, as soon as I get off with you, I've got to well, I don't know if I should put this up. It might have Uh-oh. some sensitive information. But I've got to uh call and see if I need to report to jury duty tomorrow. So again, welcome back to hurricane. And can I just go I, back to California, please? Can somebody I mean, send me back to Ventura? 53
1: years old had never once received anything for jury duty.
0: This is only the second time I think I've ever gotten it. And last time, because you need to call in 24 hours beforehand and uh, whether or not you're needed. So, um, the last time I got it, gosh, I don't even think it was actually it was. Yes. It was when I lived. Oh, so this is the third time. So the previous two times I've gotten it, I have not gotten called in. So I need to call in as soon as we, uh, as soon as we're done here and see if I'm even needed. So we'll see, but I've never, I've never actually served on a jury. So I think either
1: it would be great if it was a big trial that meant something, but then you're going to be sequestered and it's going to be that, you know, away from everyone for so long, but to just do, the tedious jury stuff would be awful.
0: Yeah. Awful. I mean, can you imagine? Like, remember we had the whole Murdoch uh, oh, yeah. trial yeah. going on down here. Now I'm not in that county. It's it's the county one away from us. But yeah. uh, can you imagine getting summoned and that and summoned and that's the one that you end up on? Because you know oh, there'd be family
1: members putting pressure on you everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah that
0: would be yeah, that would what was that Colleton County? Which county was that? Um it was up in Walterboro. Um, I think it is Colleton County. Yeah, I should know this. Or well, is that Dorchester?
1: Well, Walter, is that Dorchester? I can't remember yeah. what those what the counties are
0: around. You're you're saying all the right counties. I just don't know which one. It could be Walterboro yeah. County. For all I know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh man, you ready? Um, you ready for this show? I like your I like your swag. So we're both we're both kind of rocking a little bit of Airmail City stuff. It's hard because uh, yeah. you got Brat Pack. Isn't that saying? Yeah, yeah, Pack. Stuff. I, I
1: figured since I named them, I should get a T-shirt. Right.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yep. And there I don't think people mean,
1: believe me when I say I was like, you know, it was on this show. I know it thing. was. And and you know, yeah. it just reminded me so much of that '80s group of kids that just those actors that were just all hanging out together all the time.
0: Yeah. No, it's hard curdle. to believe that it's been a week already. Oh, speaking of gear, by the way, shout out to Valerie. <laughs> I stopped by. The, obviously, you know, the sun is just smoking all of us, and um, and I'm like, gosh, I'm like, I need a hat. And uh, I, I was I was actually gonna I was actually gonna buy one from Valerie because I just love this logo I think it's a really cool logo. Yeah. And she she's like she she uh, reminded me that she owed me a hat anyway. So she's like, you know what, I'm gonna get you a hat. So I just love their logo. It's good. Stuff. By
1: the way, kudos to me for being proper and how I handled myself in the sun this year out there.
0: Yeah, you sunsc- didn't get caught. I, course, I, did I you? bought
1: sunscreen. I you know I did it this time. There was no. Cause, you know at my age when i hate to keep saying the sun and my skin tone it's dangerous it's not oh yeah. it. you know it's not fun anymore it's actually dangerous i've already had six spots taken off and probably need 10 more that are you know that's it's dangerous for me now so and, and i just moved to the beach so that's smart but
0: <laughs> Well, you know, b- before um, it seems it seems like over the last, I don't know, 4 or 5 6 years now, it seems like it's just rained so much in the summertime. But it- when I first moved to Charleston a decade, oh, well, well over a decade ago now, I remember using sunscreen as basically part of my daily routine. Absolutely. It was so sunny. I, I mean, it was 100 so sunny. Now it just rains all the time, but it used to be so sunny. Yeah. That in the 90s. then I would go to work at the College of Charleston downtown, literally I would put it on my hands, arms and on my face. I got used to smelling like sunscreen
1: and whatever your choice for anti-bug spray would be
0: yeah <laughs> yes
1: that's that's yeah. what i smelled like and then and then you try to smell good with whatever you wear like you know cologne or deodorant whatever but you would always have that tint of sunscreen and bug oh. repellent
0: right yep. uh <laughs> um, anyway so wrapping that up uh so yeah so shout out to valerie and to ty lopez and shot kings thanks for the hat thank you go. great stuff love, love their merch um, Hey, one more, uh, actually so many stories from the road. I mean, we could literally kill the whole, whole show oh, talking about from the easy. road. So one of the, one of the funniest things kind of pull back the curtain. So, um, on our first night there, we got uh, a really cool tour of SoFi stadium. So that was really cool. And then did the soccer game. Um, you, had, I heard you, you were super sober for that. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> so, so anyway, so after this day was done, uh, unfortunately you, you missed the tour because you, you. Uh, late. Late, felt late that yeah. Day, yeah. But anyway, but it was nice. Stacy, Stacy treated us to uh, a nice hotel stay up in Santa Monica before mm-hmm. we had to go check in Ventura. Really nice hotel. Um, uh, of course, he got his own room. And you and I, of course, being grown ass hey, men sure. um, share a room. Yeah, so I wish you know what I should I should have downloaded the video, the video. Oh, I yeah. downloaded the oh, yeah. before we came on. So I, I check into the room first. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh, man, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> and, and i and i text you and stacy right away i'm like i'm like I, I don't know about the shower situation and you both are like what and i send the video it's a see-through shower on mm-hmm. both sides so you stand yep. in that shower and and whether you're whether you're laying in bed or you're brushing your teeth you can see the person who's in the shower so yeah. right super sexy if you're if you're married you know to you know, got a hot <laughs> sure. wife like like if it was me and kathy and she's i'm on like, hey I, that, yeah. that's fine yeah I, I don't I, you know you got two want, guys I, in the room yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and one yeah. of them's you or me yeah yeah, yeah. No, that, that, nobody wants to see that no so we had we had a really awesome sexy romantic see-through so, shower that we got to share.
1: I thought it was did, funny I, I did a lot of wiggling.
0: <laughs> you did a lot of what? <laughs> wiggling. Yeah well, again, the shower. I don't want to see you anymore. know to let
1: full disclosure I did find the switch.
0: Oh was it a switch that put that shade down? Yeah okay <laughs> You sure you so, didn't sneak it up just a little bit when I was in there? Uh, <laughs> just a little bit, take a little peek. I acted like I was getting
1: stuff off the floor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I dropped my pencil. Oh
0: shoot, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. But that that was classic when I walked in. I'm like, yeah, awesome <laughs> if you're here with your wife. If you're <laughs> not, two grown ass men. Not, not so much. So much. <laughs> <laughs> oh hilarious. Uh but no seeing SoFi Stadium was amazing. Uh they were setting up for Metallica. I mean it was like setting up a city. That was pretty cool. Oh, Soccer game was great. Um Los Angeles though, man, I can only take a couple of days there and it was good to good to get out and get back up north. It's just it's, hey, it's just absolutely beautiful up at Ventura and the uh the fairgrounds don't, were just awesome.
1: Don't you think that MLS they may not do what they need to do ratings wise on television, but the in-game product as a fan is awesome. Oh MLS my gosh! Stadiums.
0: Yes, yeah. If That's you haven't been, crazy go. Crazy if, you, believe. if
1: you, I don't care if you're a soccer fan. If, if you're not, just go once. But go if you're if you're near an MLS stadium. Go. It's it's a completely different vibe, and it's a lot yeah. of fun.
0: It's Especially a lot the fun. standalone stadiums. The one in yes. Kansas City is super nice. The one in LA was beautiful. Really. really hey, beautiful. I went to the
1: Atlanta uh, Charlotte game last year. It was you know, granted, both those cities are in football stadiums. And they use kind of half the
0: stadium. I, yeah.
1: the atmospheres are still great, man. They're still still likes it. That's absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love
0: all the people chanting the whole time. Uh, yeah, it's a completely European,
1: uh, Latin American vibe. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of coming around on soccer. I really am. Once I learned, once I figured the game out, I love it.
1: I love it. Once once I know what's going on. And I'm yeah. telling you, it was. I, I think I've told you this story before. I used to work at the Charlotte Sports Center. We had soccer was our biggest sport. We had huge adult leagues, and I'm watching it, and it was like a cartoon where the light bulb goes off over your head. I got it. Right. I figured <laughs> that, like, it out. Like it was as if got like it. it. all it all made sense all of a sudden, and I've been a fan ever since. I watched uh, the Premier League Saturday mornings. I, I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I'm all in on it now. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, we had a we had a really great time. So. And yes, there was uh, a little bit too much consumed. Um, I, I'm, am j- just not. I'm just not. I, I just can't can can hang out with Stacy Moore all
1: day. If, if yeah, it's.
0: I mean, we we started out at SoFi right as soon as we walk in the lobby at SoFi Stadium, they greet us with a glass of wine, which is so great, right? I mean, it's really nice <laughs> touch. So you're walking around right. uh, on tour with with uh, with your little tour guide and and um, sipping on some wine. They take you back uh, into the locker rooms, which was great. I mean, it was really cool. And then they end the tour in this owner suite and in the owner suite is a bartender. And so you can have whatever you want there. So we have a couple drinks there. And then, um, and then we head up to the, the, the fancy hotel in Santa Monica. And, uh, as we, as we check in, they greet you with a glass of champagne. I'm like, what the heck is going on here, right? Yes. And then, of course, there was a pool bar, so we'd have a drink there. And then we get to the soccer stadium. We got a suite there. There's drinks there. and I'm like, what is going on? I was there a bar I... out at that pool? I didn't even look. Was there what? Was there a bar at that pool? At the at hotel? The, at the, at the yeah.
1: I didn't even see it. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I got in at night, so,
0: yeah. No, it was probably, yeah. It, it was a, uh, it looked like it was one of those ones they roll out. Like, it was literally, I yeah. think it was like a big rolling bar. So, maybe they roll it in at night But yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so so by the time I got, I, I think I literally fell asleep with my shoes on, didn't I? You did. You guys oh, rolled I was, in because yeah, I, I kind of walked around.
1: Okay. Yeah, I kind of walked around, got some tacos, kind of hung out there on that strip or that area of Santa Monica for an hour or two before y'all got back. And I just walked in the room and I kind of was laying there in bed watching television. And then you guys come rolling in <laughs> and you like literally rolled in to the bed yeah. and were out.
0: Oh, so tired. I mean, by that point, I'd been up for, I felt like I'd been up for, about, actually, I probably with the time change, I had been up close to 24 hours probably. Because yeah, yeah. I flew out early that, uh, that previous morning. Yeah. Uh, so I was a wreck. <laughs> it's fun though, fun day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, us uh, let's spend. yeah, let's, let's move on from that uh, quickly. So let's, let's spend a few minutes talking about Spencer's and then we got a lot to talk about. We, we've got some big on, off and in. And then we'll also have our final power rankings of 2023. So, um, all right. So, Spencer's, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. We talked about in the production meeting yesterday. The new footprint, I thought, was amazing. By the way, for those of you who listen, and Jade, this is for you, uh, who, are, who again, don't follow the sport closely. So, Spencer McKenzie's is the largest cornhole tournament in the world. Literally. Uh, well over 2,000 players, bands, um, all kinds of great bands. Uh Ferris Wheel. It was a it was part a car show this year as well. So it had awesome classic cars and trucks. I mean, it literally thousands of people. Uh it's, it's open to anyone who wants to play. And uh 1,024 doubles teams, over three hundred thousand dollars given away. I mean, it's really, really great. And uh the first place gets forty thousand dollars for winning it. So uh it's in Ventura, California. Mm-hmm. Outside and, uh Outside, yeah, everything's outside except for the final four. Um But you got to play in the wind. It's right by the beach, Um, but it's it's on the Ventura County Fairgrounds. A little bit different. They kind of changed the footprint of where they put us on the fairgrounds this year. All right, but yeah, let's I talk about it. Was, that. I thought I I actually thought it was great. Um, and I, I don't it's, mind. I, I it's didn't always mind it, great. I didn't mind the finals being inside, kind of out of the the wind a little bit. I thought that was fine. So you don't get too much of that. It was a little warm in that building, but
1: I liked. I, I, I got to tell you, I liked the other
0: setup better. Wow. You're one of the first people I've heard say that. Why, why do you say that? I mean,
1: I talked to a few people that's, I mean, I love the tournament. The tournament was great. Outside was yeah. really not any different. The only thing that was different was inside. Uh, I just, you felt like you were still a part of the tournament where it was last year, at least for us, where we had the final setup in that big tent area that, that wasn't as windy, but you still had some of the conditions that they've been playing in all day, you felt like you were a part of the tournament. Whereas where we were this time, it felt closed off. It felt like a normal thing for us. Right. Does that make sense? Like it's just a normal, like how we always have it kind of yeah, venue for us. I see, what, that. I see what you're Spencer's saying. isn't really supposed to be like, in my opinion, just in my opinion, I feel like Spencer should be different from that. It, it, should, it should, we should feel like we're part of that environment because like your look, I don't think people, if you're not a huge Cornhole fan and you're one of our subscribers or one of our watchers that just kind of likes us, that doesn't know a lot about Cornhole, all three of you, it's different in the wind like that. And we're not talking a little wind. You know, you're talking about 15, 20 mile an hour winds all day. And you're talking about bags that float in the air for a pretty good amount of time. So it has a tremendous effect on how players play and who they are and who are the ones that get through and I, you know, the fact when you go inside and you kind of, and then the boards were different, the boards were super quick outside. And then because of the humidity inside that building, they got super sticky. So it was, it was like, you were stepping into a completely different place. Like you weren't even part of Spencer's. And so uh, for that, I kind of liked the way we had it set up before, but I mean, Spencer's and Spencer's it's awesome. The other, that's a
0: really good point, Bernie. I actually hadn't, hadn't thought about that because um yeah, you're right. Where it was last year, just under the tent. And they did put up some sort of a wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, so it, it, did, yeah. it did cut the wind a little bit, but you're right. It, it felt like we were really there. And I, I think the biggest point that you probably just brought up was that the event just seemed like all of our other events. Like that, that was one of the great things this year about Summerfest in Milwaukee. Totally different, unique setup. Um, and it, it didn't look like just another ACL event. So yeah. I, I, I can see where you're coming. I, look, I, I'm pretty
1: sure the production folks uh, with uh, Tupelo Raycom, they would want them all to be exactly the same because then they know exactly how to handle everything. There's no surprises. Yeah, but just cool. from an aesthetic perspective, I, I liked it last year better. I felt like we were part of Spencer's. Whereas, you know, like I just said, this year I felt like, hey, you go outside, you have fun, walk around, talk to people, you're at Spencer's, but then when it was time for the broadcast. It's like going into any other broadcast for us. So. Yeah. I, can I, see I, that. I, I don't know. That was, that was just my thought.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I, I did like, I did like, um, I don't know. It seemed like it was pretty easy to walk around and find the courts. Uh, um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the, all the merchandise, all the vendors that were there was really great. Did you see the amazing. other stage by the way? There were two yeah. stages for music. Did you see the other one? I don't. Oh, I did. Yeah. All the way at the front. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, it, well depending on what you call the front we had our main the, stage fr- in the front of, for
0: the general public
1: yeah well, yeah
0: yeah I I, I, did
1: say I, that. I never heard a band over there I, I heard someone playing music once but I was like yeah that, that was kind of cut off
0: oh it, it was yeah that was it was way over on the other side the only reason I found it is because I had to go pick up passes for a couple of friends so I had to go I had to because we were on one side right. so I had to walk all the way across and go out the other side to will call to get them their passes and it was it was by the front. But in no yeah, way would yeah. I ever
1: want any of this to be construed as me saying something negative about Spencer's. Cause I, I love that tournament. John's my guy. I love that dude. We were yeah. having fun when they had a Prince cover band one night not everybody was excited because not everybody gets, I love Prince. So even if they weren't the best cover band of all time, it. I was all in 100% man. That was, that was a good time. Yeah. I I'm a
0: huge, it. I'm a huge Prince fan. So it's happy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, It was awesome. I had a blast. very,
0: very under, very underrated for those maybe who aren't musicians. Uh, a lot of people do know this, but he he was an incredible guitar player. He and was he could shred on that thing. He I was he was one. a savant.
1: and he played twenty six instruments. Yeah, the dude was okay. an absolute savant. When you talk yeah, to musicians, incredible. even if they're metal musicians, they'll tell you they love the guy because he's a musician's musician, and you know what he could do production wise and writing songs and blah 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 all that stuff. You know,
0: but yeah, yeah my guy. He's amazing,
1: and even I guess his somewhat effeminate nature at times turns turned a lot of people off. But man, the only guy that can dress in ruffled shirts and high heels and still take your girl, <laughs> you
0: know? I know, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, he could kill it. Uh, yeah, but going back to what you're saying about uh, so John Kerry and the founder, um, I, I was glad that we had we had three separate little video features on him. And, and I'm so glad that we did that. They were so well done, um, so well edited. Uh, Jack did a great job. Uh, and Trey and all the staff behind the scenes putting those yeah. together. Uh, John's story is just amazing. How literally started that tournament on a street just outside his restaurant. Because he owns Spencer McKenzie's restaurant. There's two yeah. of them he owns. Yeah. And um, incredible food, by the way. But, uh, yeah, to grow it from literally, I think, 10 sets of boards to over 200 sets of boards, over 2,000 people. Uh, not to hey, mention... Well- what's I'm your favorite specific. sauce it's incredible what's your favorite sauce that they bring um so what I do is and and I I forgot the first day because this is only the second day that that I had or second uh, year that I'd gone right. so Jason McCannon last year um I forgot told me his little concoction that he does so the first the first uh, I always get the fish and shrimp fish and shrimp burrito mm-hmm. um so the first day I was there I couldn't remember what it was that I that I get, so I tried the different sauces, and uh, then the second day I remember what it what it was. So I I ordered a a um, separate little side of the McKenzie sauce, and I mix it with the Caribbean. What was it? The Caribbean jerk uh, yeah. spice something something other. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that mixing those two together. Oh my god, that's that's my favorite. I went the other
1: way. I, I mixed in that sweet chili, which is kind of their famous yeah. sauce, and, and then I I, I I throw some of the habanero in there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: It yeah, will. I, so. it, I, see, I love it. The funny thing is, that stuff kills you on the inside, but I love it. I love sure. every second of it. So I guess I'm. I actually read somewhere that if you like super spicy things, you do tend to psychosis. So oh. that's that makes perfect sense. Right? I mean, you know, I think there are like certain <laughs> traits that are shared somewhere in the brain. I was like, oh, that makes that's sense. That's good. <laughs>
0: Well, we should probably leave time for because yeah. I feel like we always start too late. So let's let's cause we got a lot to get to still. Let's let's do on off and in and then let's do our power rankings. You ready? Yeah. Let me, All right. So on let me get on, my notes. On, on off and in for those of you who I met, uh, and, and Bernie, who you might have met out at Spencer McKenzie's maybe new to the show. So on mm-hmm. off and in is a weekly segment that we do. Just three things um that we've noticed if uh if we're on it's on the board off the board and in the hole so something that's on the board means something that we feel like that, that we've said um that we feel like is is correct trending possible off the board is something that we've said or done totally missed the mark on that's always fun and plenty yeah. of those uh and then in the hole is something that we've said that that we feel like is just truly just just dead on right and uh money all right. So you ready? Let's do it. All right. On, off, and in. So our on's first. Okay. Right, I will.
1: I, uh, on the board, I had, I mean, actually all of mine kind of revolved around the pro invitational, which we also had at Spencer's this past weekend, which was yeah, the top gonna, eight yeah. men,
0: top eight great. women.
1: You know, that's, that it's kind of a all-star game kind of vibe, if you will. Yeah. My on the board was having Tony Smith and Miranda Coy in the finals. I didn't quite pick them to win, but I thought they would get there. And people were like, oh, you really think so? I was like, look, Tony Smith, Tony Smith, he's, he's really good. At t- you know, I, I still think he's missing a little bit of a winning mentality, but still top handful of players on the planet at what he does, yeah. right? And I think Miranda Coy's figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in the world cha- uh, Women's Doubles World Championship. Yes, they got blasted. But there was some somewhere in there she found her game against Cheyenne and started kind of – kind of putting Cheyenne in difficult positions, and she's starting to learn that she can dictate play. I think she knows it, but she's starting to believe it, that she really is, you know, can truly. Because, I mean, look, it's not her fault they lost that championship match.
0: Hey, two years ago, she was the role queen.
1: Right. But, I mean, she's learning, and I think she's really close to figuring out exactly how good she can be. So I thought because of that, you had her with Tony, they can put people, because they can both play that kind of, quote-unquote, defensive style really well, I, I thought they would get there, but, but that'll lead me to my off the board when we get to it. But I had been in the finals. So I, I, that's, that's my on the board.
0: All right, my on the board. Um, I think I've also talked about this. And really, I could even make it my in the hole because I just I just feel so good about it. But um, And so for those of you who have listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about this. Taking the game to the people. This is yet another example. I get yeah. it. Most of the people there are cornhole people. However, right. there were, we talked about on the conference call, there were many, many spectators who came to just enjoy the festival. Yeah. to come it's a, it's a, for yeah. the music, they come for the cars, they come That's for so the trucks, yeah. they come for the food. Right. Um, and they stumble into this incredible cornhole tournament. And again, I've said it to Stacy, I've said it to everybody, nobody who comes to one of our events walks away saying that sucked. I'm never doing that again. Everyone right. loves it. That's why we all played it at tailgates. That's why we played it at barbecues in our backyard. Everyone loves the game. We've got to take it to the people, and I hope that we do that more. When we take it to the people, we win. Right. We did it at Summerfest. We win. We we do it in Ventura, California. The, I, don't, I don't mean we. I mean the sport. The, the sport, sport wins. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I loved it. You know, We take the game to the people. It was outside. It was very organic, and and what an incredible weekend. And such great people! My gosh, Jamie Graham spent probably thirty minutes talking to my best friends from college. He doesn't have to do that, you know. The access we get to the world's top players yeah. um, is great, and so so the sport wins when we take it to the people. I, 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 I agree.
1: Mean. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's it's tough to do it a lot when it's outdoors because you are talking about professionals playing for money, and I don't know if so many tournaments meet, need to be determined by weather, right? Like I've, so, I've
0: said it before, though, Bernie. I mean, Mall of America. I mean, it, I, I feel like there's... 100%. No, I'm creative. with you.
1: I'm with you.
0: I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Universities. Right. I mean, just taking it to the people, you know, yeah. take, taking it to where they, we need to go where they are.
1: Yep. 100%. I agree with you. Yep. All, all right. right so, what's,
0: your what's your off? I'm looking forward to this. Moment. Off the
1: board. I mean, once again, it's still revolving around uh, the Pro Invitational. I had Jamie Graham and Cheyenne winning it.
0: Wrong. <laughs> A lot of people did
1: so off the board on that one, and I would, to be honest, before that tournament, I would have bet a pretty good amount of money on it because of how dominant she is in the women's game and how dominant Jamie Graham has played in the last month month and a half. Both world champions, right? And so I was like, man, they're gonna they're gonna roll this thing. I, I honestly felt that they may not get challenged. Yeah, way off. Got smoked in the first round, which will lead me to my in the hole here in a little bit but got smoked in the first round. And, you know, it, it was uh, – it, it was just – I was wrong. Could not have been more wrong.
0: A lot, a lot of people were wrong on that one. And second year in a <laughs> row, by the way, because last year, remember, Mark Richards, oh, yeah. who, was, who was the world champion, got paired with Cheyenne. Well, and yeah, right. they lost in the first round also.
1: Everyone knows what a Cheyenne Bubenheim fan I am, right? I think she struggles in those formats. I don't think you get anywhere close to her to her A game in those formats. I don't think she's a great doubles player. I think she's an amazing singles player. You know, she's oh she's she's the most dominant woman in singles, and it's not even close. Now she's still a women's doubles world champion, but I, I just you know, and, and she won Spencer's uh, women's doubles with uh, Gina. Ramirez. So I mean, it's she's obviously a great doubles player. I, sh- I should re- I, let me let me step back from that. But I don't think when you get her in these coed type,
0: she was a doubles world champion.
1: It, it, yeah. <laughs> when you get her in these co-ed type situations, I don't think you get her bet. And maybe it's because it doesn't really matter. But they were playing for a lot of money, yeah. a lot of money to win in that pro invitational and to get that was that was a remarkably substandard uh, match from her. I thought. Mm-hmm. And not to, not to blow her up, but I talk about her in such glowing terms all the time. I felt like it should be said that it's curious that you don't, last year with Mark, we didn't, now it was a hundred billion degrees when they played. So I think that had something to do with some of the players, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting that that you don't get her best play in those kind of co-ed special formats.
0: Yeah. Uh, My, my off the board also comes in the prediction category and my off the board also needs to be an apology. So my uh, my off the board uh, when I hosted around the ACL last week prior to um, Trey and Anthony made me do a hot take. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know what? I, I said, I'm tired. I'm tired of not picking these guys anymore. So I said, Eddie and Caleb are going to win the whole damn thing at Spencer McKenzie's. I mean, because I didn't I didn't pick them in the two nationals. I didn't pick them in the world championships. You and I mm-hmm. joke that we really talked about them. Um, you know, as as a doubles team on the show this past season, but yet they always won. Right. So I picked them, and and I was dead wrong. So I, so not only was I dead wrong and off the board, but Caleb and Eddie, I'm sorry because I feel like <laughs> this whole announcer jinx thing is like starting <laughs> dude, to get in my head. It's 100%, so also, 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 an apology to Jay and to Jordan because Jay Jay, Jay come, came came out to me. He's like he's like, dude, I know you didn't pick us. I didn't oh, I yeah. didn't pick us. Look, and you know what's so funny about that? Like, you know, he's kind of playing I it, could it off. I could, I could have picked them because they've been playing so well. I could have easily he, picked them. He was kind of
1: playing it off like it was funny and a joke. They were mad. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you could see right under the
0: surface. It was real. You know? Yeah. Like, and as soon as they won, he took two fingers and pointed right at me. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, like I got you. I got I you. Mean, so. I mean, think about the amount. What, they win
1: $90,000 in a month. Or what was yes. it? Those two. yeah. They have a. Have a, have a look, let's be honest. They were not playing well first half of the year.
0: No, they weren't. Nope. You know, so and they know it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, and that's why the rumors started of them not playing together next year. But, but as long, as long as, J, as long as Jay is happy, I know he's got some personal things going on. He talked about it during the broadcast. I know he's got some personal things going on, but, but I, I, I would hate to see Jay Rubin leave the game or even step back. He's he's too, he's, he's too Too important. He's too good of a player and too important for the sport right now to to leave it. But I bet I get the, I get the personal stuff. So anyway, so my off the board, Eddie and Caleb, I picked you guys. You didn't win. I will take, I will take the blame. You know, I, this whole announcer thing that everyone keeps joking about. It's, it's been real. Like I'm still not going to buy into it because Vin Scully, uh, you know, he's my favorite uh, baseball broadcaster of all time. Um, he, he passed away several years ago, but a longtime Dodgers announcer. He would always talk about no hitters. He would always he he was never afraid to mention the no hitter. He was never okay. afraid to jinx it. And <laughs> I think Vin Scully to this date has called more no hitters than any broadcaster in the history of broadcasting oh, baseball. Go. So there so so I still don't believe in it. However, but, maybe he's maybe bleeding, to it. but he's doing
1: the other side so strong that it actually works there too, right? He believes in it doesn't have an effect yeah. so much. But it actually yeah, works the other way. All right. In the hole, I cheated on. OK, I, I, I completely cheated on this because my comment about her and Caleb Batson was so wrong that it actually ends up being in the hole. It was so off that it that ends up being good. Does that make sense? It was so far removed that it all the way comes back around to almost being in the hole. So I'm using as my in the hole Kimberly Glass, Caleb Batson winning the Pro Invitational. I said on a different show that she was that was one of the teams that I could not see winning of the eight and there were only two and I said they would not win. I I gave everybody else a chance. I said they would not could not have been more wrong. And if we can talk about how Kimberly Glass's airmail was working, especially in some oh. of the mid – in the middle part of that tournament. The middle well, – there's only two games, three games they had to play. But she, she won the net. Like, look, when they go up against Devin Harbaugh or Cameron Bell, and she gets back-to-back fives on Devin Harbaugh.
0: Mm, I know, yeah. That was you crazy. know. I mean,
1: it's, it's crazy how well she yep. played and how wrong – I was. I was so wrong that I was actually right.
0: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you are cheating, but I do like it. It's funny. Yeah, that, that's my in the hole. All right. I'm going to go easy on this because I realize that I'm tired and I'm a little bit grumpy. So <laughs> I'm gonna go a little bit easy on this. Oh, uh, here we However, go. However, I know what's my coming. in the hole. The block game, you know where I'm going. I, I know I, exactly I know where you're, you're you know where I'm going. The block game, dirty game. I really don't want to use those terms anymore as I've talked about it. Um, it's not going to win championships. And Eric Davis, I, I appreciate watching Eric Davis play. And, and trust me, this is not a personal comment. Eric is a great kid, right? And he pulls off some shots that no one else in the sport can do. But mm-hmm. that block game and that dirty game is not going to win championships. I mean, it's only going to leave the board a mess as we saw. Um, it's going to put the crowd to sleep. And it's just going to force people to change the channel. No one wants to see that. In his round, where he had a seven PPR, he only had nine bags in the hole. I appreciate a block. I appreciate I appreciate that defensive game from time to time, but it's not going to win championships. I mean, you know, this whole thing about just you know waiting for you know just messing up the board and, and waiting for that opportunity. Um, for a bar soap, or or a penguin, or a giraffe, or a pony, a tur- turtle, donkey, <laughs> whatever you want to call all these creative funky little shots, it's not going to win. It's not it, gonna win. It, 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 it gets you to television, cost you, though. It gets you to television. It's going to cost you championships. It's yeah. going to cost you sponsorships, and it's going to cost you money in the long run. You have to have offense to win. And I mean, I've got all these numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. Mark Richards right in a semifinal hits twenty four straight, twenty six of twenty eight. They go on to to win it, right? In that game where they beat Devin and and uh, Ryan Windsor, Ryan had six misses, only twenty two of forty were in the hole, and we're running out of time, so I can't get to yeah. all these. But in, in the final, I mean, look what Jay and Jordan did; they shut out Jamie and Eric Davis, shut them out, absolutely ran them over, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the final, same thing. I mean, Jay Jay and and, and Jordan got off to a twenty to nothing lead. Jordan had only one bag off the board. Mark had had uh, only 18 of his 28 bags that were in the hole. So, I mean, 10 were outside the hole. You know, I mean, Mark, Mark, I think Mark and this is something that that. That we can get to another time. I feel like Mark is starting to get outside of what made him a great player. I do not <laughs> like to see him doing so much of the of the <laughs> I mean, block and rolling. It's,
1: it's a coin flip whether he's number one or two in the world, though. So careful.
0: Yeah, but I still don't. I still I feel like he's going outside of his comfort zone. So I still like to see him put more bags in. Yeah, hard to argue with the fact that he's he's still a great player, and we'll get to that here in a yeah. second. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not arguing that he's not a great player. I'm just saying that I, I don't really? want him to fall. I don't want him uh, to fall in love I, uh, with this game because of what I, made I, him great was yeah. was running bags so i, so I still. Agree to so my in the my in the hole offense wins offense wins offense is sexy offense means sponsorships offense means viewership offense means money and offense means championships the defensive game the block the dirty game it ain't going to win championships consistently yeah you're right can you win a bracket sure you win a bracket you're not going to win championships at a high level consistently with that game and and again that proves it this past weekend
1: okay I, I would argue some of it, but I wouldn't argue a lot of it. I would argue some of it, but we're running out of time. We've got less than three minutes to do our, All right, we'll, we'll dive
0: into, we'll dive into it more next week. We've got plenty of time next week. 100%. All right. You ready? You ready for our final power rankings? We only got like three minutes left. Yeah. Actually, we got two two minutes left. Yeah. Let's do it. You want me to do mine? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I'll, I'll start number 10 and I think he played very well at the second half of the year. I have Joe Nista in, at number 10. Okay. I had him out for a while, but I think he kind of snuck back in there especially when you look at the rankings. Devin Harbaugh, start the season, I had him number one. I've got him finishing the season at number nine. All right, number eight is my slot, if if you've been following the show, our rankings that I go a little outside because of how dominant she's been on the women's side. It's not even really close at this point who the number one female is. She finished 21st overall in the rankings. So, by the way, that means uh, Wally won a stake from somebody. I can't remember exactly how that went down. But she finished 21st, but in mind she's going to be number eight because of, she's just so dominant in, in the women's game, Cheyenne Bubenheim. Number seven, KB, Caleb Batson, unreal year, especially when you add in how he played in doubles, just a fantastic talent, fantastic kid, come a long way, changed himself, changed just everything about the kid, got to like Number six, JVJ, Justin Burton, Jr., and number six, first half of the year better than the second half, but the first half was so good you got to leave him in there, right? Number five.
0: Ours are are so close, by the way. Fisher
1: Hamilton, number five. I I think for a rookie, I mean, obviously, who knows? Sky's the limit with the talent that the kid has. I mean, just sheer bag talent. You're talking about one of, once again, that's why I've got into my top five, a handful of players on the planet that can play with Fisher Hamilton. Number four, Jamie Graham, a guy that I had out of my top ten a few times this season, Really at the end of the year, obviously the world championship, but I think got through whatever was going on in his head, whether it was bags off the court, whatever, when he decides to play and he's focused, he's still Jamie Graham. Number four. Number three, Tony Smith. That's down a little bit. The guy did win the MVP in the middle of the season when he was running bags more. He was the best player on the planet. I think he kind of felt back into that block first bag kind of game, and it cost him a couple matches late. Now, granted, he was on TV when it happened, but it may have cost him a couple matches late. Number two, the most quiet number two of all time, and he's going to be the most quiet number two in my power ranking, Alex Rawls. Alex Rawls is a, is a bag here, a bag there from having an MVP season not that far off of it and number one i've got mark richards the most devastatingly efficient player on the planet not the most talented but he is the most devastatingly yep. efficient player number one
0: yeah and we got we got a roll i'll give you my i'll give you my power rankings next week the only, the only uh, one that i've got in there gavin condo i actually kind of snuck him in there but i'll give you mine next week um mine mine were super close to yours though hey dude safe travels uh um we're thankful for safe travels that we all got back and uh what a great event up at spencer's and we will see you again and see you all again next week bye everybody